there, you're listening to Big Mama. I am sitting in a wonderful little garden surrounded by loads and loads of edible, edible trees. There are baby avocados. I've just had awesome lemon verbena, lemon verbena tea made fresh from the garden. And I'm sitting chatting to Stephen Servadai, who is the, would you say the originator, Stephen, of the Billion Trees for Africa project? After I started the project, I realized... Uh, that I didn't needed to do some more research. The original concept is to get people at ground level to plant seeds. So after I started the project and I loaded the page up to Facebook, I did some research and found out that there's been a couple of billion tree projects, but they seem all to be a based at a higher level, government level. So my initiative was the people that working in the restaurants and the people eating the food served in the restaurants actually take the initiative. And from there, they get the trees, uh, the seeds for the trees, and then they plant them. And then together, all of us working together, we can uh, start to replenish the, the, the landscape. There's only one solution to deforestation, and that's reforestation. There's no other solution. Stephen, what's your background? My background, a, a professional background. I come from a chefing background, and I do industrial design and commercial design, Uh, but I'm a humanist, I'm all for the human family, I'm all for levelling the playing fields and uh, getting people to realise that it's impossible to own the the ground that we walk on and that we're all responsible for it and all it takes is a a very small change in focus and attention for us all to make the environment that we live in much more beautiful than it presently is. When When you say a billion trees for Africa... You're not necessarily talking about trees. You're actually talking about plants as well, I mean, edible plants. So literally like granadillas. I mean, granadilla isn't so much a tree as a, a creeping bush. Yes, but I would like the, the idea is to get a billion trees and everything else is a, an add-on, is an added benefit. It's a mandate, it's, it's a bonus. I, it, it, it's not just a, mil, a billion trees, it's... It's a billion and then another billion and another billion because trees is a resource that takes a long time to grow, but they're so natural and necessary for us. Uh, they give us oxygen, they give us fruit, they give us so many materials that we can work from. Uh, uh, but I think a lot of people don't plant them is just because they think they won't be around or they won't be in that area to enjoy them. And I think that's a very selfish and narrow-minded way of living. We need to broaden that that scope and say... Okay, even if I improve the environment and I move on, then at least the benefit is there for the next person and they will be inspired to do the same thing for the next person and so on. So your, your idea is that the man in the street goes into a, any restaurant that he's eating at and asks them for not their peelings but their seeds or their peelings as well. That's it. If you look around you, you'll see, you'll see all sorts. You'll see tomatoes. You'll see uh, cut-offs of a lemon verbena, which I got from a friend. It was a tiny... It didn't even have six leaves on it when I got it, and I've trimmed it back every year. And I give a piece away, and I dry it, and I make it from tea. I've got uh, pineapple uh, off-cuts here. I've got avocado. I've got a, a... You look around you, I've got all sorts. I've got mango tree, which I'm going to give to you. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, all, it's about these trees. And it's about getting into the mindset of planting trees every day instead of being sedate every day. So do you think that people will take this to heart? I mean, it's an incredible project and it's a huge scope. What kind of financing do you... I mean, do you have any backer in this? 
Absolutely, absolutely none. And that's the idea is to keep it low cost. The idea is that you're, you're buying a salad. And if you buy a salad and it's got lettuce and tomatoes and cucumber and squash, anything like that, there's a, there's a hundred seeds being thrown in the bin already. So all I'm saying is change the focus, save the seeds, wash them, plant some, save some. And then all working together, we can, we can make the, the landscape so much more beautiful. What would you suggest for people who live in high-rises who don't have gardens? Everyone can have a pot plant. Everyone. Some people do. You know, if some people can sort of grow weed in a bath, why can't they germinate a few <laughs> seeds in their bathroom? <laughs> you know, there's an argument that weed is not actually... Um, <laughs> no, the idea is if you, can germinate, if you can germinate a seed indoors, then you can germinate anything indoors, and then you can transplant it into the landscape at a later stage. So I do all my germination with the avocados. I do it in a cupboard. I cut off the top and the bottom of the avocado seed. I put it into some purified water, which is wrapped in a serviette. I put it in a cupboard and I leave it for two weeks. After two weeks, it will have germinated and I haven't had one that has not germinated yet. Steve, so you don't have a whole lot of clothing, do you? No, I, I have a, a very little socks, T-shirts and jeans. And when I buy something new, I give something existing away to somebody that might need it. So you're quite a spiritual kind of guy. It's the only way to live. Tell me more. We're either awake or we're asleep. We're either busy working together to make the environment better or it's deteriorating around us. And as I said in the Facebook page, the, 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 the laziness and the greed and the apathy and uh, the selfishness destroys us. And I'm not prepared to sit around and watch that happen. I'm surrounded by plants. So do you live off your own garden? No, I don't live off my own garden. I shop selectively. I buy organic fruit and veggies. It's a very small garden and I'm not experienced enough in order to, to rotate it or, or know enough to actually get it to yield enough food for even one person to live. But I'm learning every day I learn something new and that's the important part. Where did the idea of a billion trees for Africa come from? From the, this tree behind you. Guys, there's this huge tree behind me. Is this tree behind you? It's about a meter tall. And it's an avocado tree, and I was looking for a home for it. And everyone I asked, they said, no, I've given quite a few away, and, but this particular one has been growing into a beautiful tree. And uh, I uh, decided that I was going to look for another way to encourage not only myself, but on others to do it, because I've been collecting seeds from restaurants for a while now and then planting them, and I've got rows and rows of avocado trees. Hey, we're surrounded just by them home. If anyone would like to come and have a cup of tea, they have a cup of tea with me, they can go away with an avocado tree. All I ask is you, you, you give it a permanent home, and you look after it, and you nurture it. And, and they, you know, the thing about avocado trees is they change their sex, they, the one male and female, so they just need one tree within a, a, a reasonable radius, and then they'll produce fruit. And avocados are generally organic because they're such a big plant that nobody ever sprays them. Yeah, and, but the trees grow huge, you know. They do, they do. And that's great for the climate because what it does is it holds the soil together and it helps keep the below the tree, it helps keep it cool and it helps keep the grasses moist and then it, it gives us a lot of oxygen and it helps when there's enough, of, there's enough trees, it changes weather patterns. So now if you pop into Stephen's place and he makes you a cup of lemon verbena tea, which I really recommend, actually I'm about to have my third one, Ask him while you're here to make you an apple noodle salad because I, I actually I told him I was coming to interview him, but he kind of like he said, "Well, come for this apple noodle salad that we talked about about two years ago, was it?" Mm. 
about two years ago, yeah, and I remembered. You've actually never forgotten because you've mentioned it yes. a couple of times when we've chatted. Yes. So that's really exciting. So yes, I do recommend the apple noodle salad. You know, this is not a restaurant. <laughs> But, but Steve, which, which restaurants have you designed restaurant, uh, kitchens for? I mean, that's what you're a professional kitchen designer. Well, was it mainly industrial? I, I do food service consulting. I provide a range of services for the professionals that provide you meals for you. So I'd rather not mention any because if I mention one or two, then the other ones will get upset. So I'd rather not mention anyone. I provide a whole range of services for the everyday restaurants that you go into on a daily basis. What's your favorite restaurant? Do you ever eat out? I eat out often, but I don't. I don't think in terms of favourites. I think in terms of what restaurant gives me what I need. And I'm not, again, I'm not going to mention names. I'd rather not be. You're such I'd a nice person, hey? Sorry. Surely a restaurant would like a plug. I mean, I'm. No, I'm sure they would love a plug. I, mean, I would. Be I'm happy sure they to would say love it. a plug. But then the one that didn't get the plug would uh, would would also be on the other side of the coin. So I, I try not to get in the middle of these conversations. I'd be really happy to say if you 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 said that you eat at Indulgence Cafe quite often. Mm. <laughs> Where's that man? <laughs> I don't like you anymore, Stephen. Oh, you horrible creature. I, I will tell you that the granadilla bush, I've just planted two granadillas. One is looking quite hard done by, but it does have a, a granadilla growing on it. And the other one is bright green and growing beautifully. But yours, yours are magnificent. I mean, I've been sitting here while I've chatted to you. I don't know if you've noticed, I've been looking over your shoulder. Yes. yes. And I've been counting granadillas. I make, I make, uh, uh, I make a liquid fertilizer that I take all the offcuts from the kitchen and I add seaweed and bananas to them, and bananas I, for potassium. Yeah, yeah. Well, when they're beginning to fruit, you add the potassium, uh, but uh, the, the, and, and the seaweed and the potassium. But the other times, I use a little bit of Epsom salt. I was just about to ask you if you use tiny little bit of Epsom salts, but I also use. A range of other things that I'll not discuss on the radio with you, which are natural products, but some people might think, ugh. Okay. I don't even think we're going to discuss that off radio, if you don't mind. <laughs> Have some more tea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think I just feel I, ill. Every tea bag is, goes through my kitchen and makes a pot of tea. Also, is also dried. And once it's dried, I put the bag onto the compost heap and then I sprinkle the leaves back onto the soil. I also make toppings. I sieve every 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 kilogram of soil is sieved. It's passed through that sieve behind you there. I pass it through the sieve and I mix it with one third river sand, one third topsoil, one third compost, and that is my planting medium for planting every single seed in this garden. And when I make a new bed in the garden, I dig down 500. Uh, I was going to say 500 metres, but I don't. 550 centimetres, 500 millimetres. I dig down and then I prepare the bed with river sand for drainage and compost and topsoil and then a topsoil. And then I finish it off with a peat to keep it nice and clean. And then for winter, I add on straw and leaves. Mulch. Yeah, just to keep the soil from drying out. That's why... Through the winter, everything stayed nice and green. It was a little oasis here. Where do you find the time for all of this? I mean, this is what you're saying I make, is... I make the time. I make the time every day. I make the time every day if I can every day, otherwise every second day. But the first thing I do is I come into the garden every morning with my bare feet and I call it God's Refluxology. And then I walk around the garden and then I check it and I have a look around to see what's growing and what needs, what might need attention. And that's it. It's about love and care and attention. That's the whole focus. 
if we love and care our environment, we can build it up and we can have a, a really beautiful place right outside our own front door and everyone can have that. I noticed when I when I walked into your lounge, there's a massage bed there. Do you do massage on the side as well? Yes, I have done in the past. I haven't done it for a while, but yes, I, have, I do an intuitive healing massage. God, if I'd have known I'd have arrived an hour earlier. <laughs> <laughs> so Stephen, where, where, where to from here? I mean, do you need funding to take this forward? No, I'm not looking for money. I'm not looking for anything. I'm actually surprised that you decided to interview me. What I'm looking for and I ask is that when you bite into that apple, you just save one of the seeds and you go and you plant it or the orange or the lemon. You'll be surprised with a little bit of love and care how quickly it will grow and then find somewhere to plant it and the pleasure that will give you as it's growing over the years. And when it does bear fruit, that's a bonus. Well, I, I commend you because I think it's an incredible project that you've undertaken here. Yeah? One lonely man against the world. You were telling me about a, a guy, was it in India, who's, who planted a million trees? Yeah, you can do research online. Uh, there's, a, there's a video that went viral and he planted over a million trees on his own. And I don't ask that of anyone, but I'm asking 100, 200, 10, 20. Just go there and do something. You know, the internet is brilliant radio tv is brilliant but it needs to be used to bring people together one of the the statements i made on the page is everyone loves to share these disaster clips and telling us how bad everything is don't stop caring but stop sharing those clips and start sharing clips of good things that people are doing for every one thing that is bad that's reported there's a hundred thousand other people out there doing something good for each other and that's never reported so if you ever look at something bad or hear something bad on the radio or TV, you must just remind yourself there's 100,000 good people behind this that are doing something good for their neighbour that nobody's ever discussed. Because that's what I do and that's the way I fend off all of this, all of this so-called bad stuff that's in the airwaves. I'm actually very much like you. I don't listen to the news anymore. I don't read the newspaper anymore. I just find the negativity overwhelming and I would rather not subscribe to it. Newspaper, depending on the ink, is very good for mulch. <laughs> <laughs> or making fire bricks. Or, or, or training your dogs. That's fabulous. Anyway, Stephen, I must wish you well for Thank your you. project. I think it's absolutely phenomenal. Thank you very Keep much. Keep up the good work. It's not for me, it's for everyone. Everyone that does it gets the benefits. This is the beauty of a, of, a, of a grassroots project. Everyone that eats can go and ask for seeds and plant them. There's no money involved. All I'm asking, I'll, I'll make some posters and some cards... The restaurant can say we are part of it so that people can go there and have a meal and ask for seeds. And people can carry a card and say to the restaurant, too, here, I'm gathering seeds for one billion trees for Africa, and then we all benefit.